We are in 1 Peter 2, second chapter. I pray that you're able to read some of the stones, you know, the, start, the stumbling stone, the cornerstone, and I, I'm asking that uh, we're going to look at these today because it's important to know that we are living stones together, okay? We are living stones together. We are not a stone out on an island that's just, you know, desperate for air. We are living stones together, how we build up on top of one another, because he's building the temple of God, and the temple of God is us, right? Because he's in us. And so there was a temple during the Israelite time that they could actually see, and now they can actually see the temple because the temple's us, right? The temple is us. And so Peter is sharing (coughs) with the Christians of that day who would come to Christ, most of these guys had come to Christ at Pentecost when he preached out a salvation message and all these souls came to Christ plus women and children and then they went back to their own homes and they felt like strangers. They felt alone, they felt neglected and they felt persecuted in the Neronian Empire. And so Peter is exhorting them, exhorting them that oh no, 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 no. You praise the Lord for living hope. You continue to be holy. You walk in a way that is only upright in Him. No, no, no. See, He's everything to you. In fact, you're living stones. No matter where you are, you're living stones together because there's a chief cornerstone that is the foundation. That is our foundation. As long as we're on that foundation, as long as we're on that rock, we're okay. We're absolutely okay because we build each other up in that. So we are in 1 Peter 2. We had... um, learned how to um, be holy, as he's talking about uh, 13 all the way through um, 25, and then he continued to go on saying, therefore, because of all this, um, because of all of what Christ has done for you, okay, rid yourselves, this is First Peter 2, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. And last week we were studying, like, newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, right? So that by it, you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. And I think Karen wonderfully brought this great guacamole for me today because I was explaining to everybody that right to you, I can tell you what color it is. I can tell you the texture of it. I can tell you it's made of avocados. I can tell you what's in it. But I cannot tell you what it tastes like. You have to experience that for yourself, right? It's a personal experience. And that's what and that's what Peter's telling us. That you grow up in your salvation. Now, why do you want to grow up in your salvation and keep craving the spiritual milk, right? Why do you want to do that? Because you taste it. You personally experience that God is good. Right? And he lives in you. And you personally have experienced that. And so I can't, you can't tell anybody how that tastes but you can live in a way that they desire to taste it, right? I can live in a way that you, even if you, know what, even if you don't like guacamole, you're going to taste it because of the way I talk about it, the way I share about it, because I am white-hot passionate about guacamole. It's Jesus first, then my husband, then it's my children, then guacamole. <laughs> okay, maybe you guys. I mean, I am telling you, right? But, but if anybody is white-hot passionate about something, guess what? You're like, you know what? Maybe I should, you know what? Maybe I should try it. Because you have to try it for yourself, okay? To be able to taste and see. And so we're going to go in to see how, how we live in that way. He's telling us. How you live is that living stone with the chief cornerstone. So let's go ahead. As you come to him, 
the living stone, capital S, rejected, meaning Jesus, rejected by men, but chosen by God, and what, what, Barbara? Precious to him, right? That came to you last week, precious to him, right? You also, <coughs> excuse me, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through who? Through Jesus Christ, only through Jesus Christ. For in scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, this stone is precious. But to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone, and a stone that causes men to stumble, and a rock that makes them fail. Excuse me, fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But, good word. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Okay, you guys, he's talking to us. Are you getting this? You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world, these peculiar people, to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and then glorify you, right? No, no. Glorify God on the day he visits us, right? To glorify God on the day he visits us. All right, so... In, we're going to go into verses 6 through 8 because we had talked about us uh, in the beginning about being out this living stone who is Jesus Christ, who is rejected by men but chosen by God and precious to him. And then we, ta we talked about how we're living stones together being built up into a spiritual temple. Not the temple that they had okay, uh, in the Old Testament, but a spiritual temple to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ, okay? So let's look at um, verse 6, because what we're going to look at is, is the glory of the chief cornerstone. Chief, capital C, okay? The chief cornerstone, okay? So <coughs> he says in verse 6, uh, for in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone. All right, he says, I lay a stone in in Zion, okay, a chief cornerstone. Okay, now if we're going to be built into a spiritual house, if we're going to be built into a spiritual temple, okay, there is no doubt who our chief cornerstone is, right? Your chief, our chief cornerstone is whom? Jesus. Okay, can I hear that a little louder? Jesus. Excellent. Okay, it's Jesus. All right. Okay, even though men rejected him, okay, even though men rejected him, he has become the chief cornerstone. He has become that cornerstone in the work of building up, building the church, okay? Not the building church, not the physical building we go into that we call church, okay? But the church is us. We are the living stones. We're the church. Right now, we're the church, okay? It doesn't matter where you meet. It's we're the church, okay? We're the living stones, okay? We are the temple, okay, that he is building, all right? And so he is... He is building the church. We're the living stones. Okay, do stones build their own church? No, no. no. Stones do not build their own church. <coughs> this building, 
Could this building have laid brick upon brick upon brick with it? No. Someone had to do that based on a foundation. It's the same with us, and it's in Jesus Christ, right? Because he's our chief cornerstone, and he is the one who continues to build us in him as this spiritual temple, as we're rising up to him, and as we're being built as living stones, guess what? The temple just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger because we're bringing other stones along with us, right? And then he just continues to build this incredible temple, the body of Christ, until we see him on the day, okay? Until that completion, okay? So Jesus is the chief cornerstone. I asked you to read Psalm 118. Let's open up to Psalm 118 for a minute. Uh, verses 22 and 23. Psalm 118. It's almost right smack dab in the middle of your Bible. 22 and 23. Okay? All of Psalm 118 is tremendous, but I want to go right to the point where it talks about Jesus as the chief cornerstone. All right? <clears throat> I'm going to start back a little bit. Um, Let's start at uh, 19. Open for me the gates of righteousness. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks for you answered me. You have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. The Lord has done this and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in us. In, in it, excuse me. O oh Lord, save us. O oh Lord, grant us success. The stone the builders rejected has become the what? The capstone, okay? Capstone, cornerstone is where a corner comes together. So the wall is built on, you know, the cornerstone, so the wall goes this way, it's maintained by the cornerstone, and the wall goes this way, it's maintained by the cornerstone, okay? They interused capstone and cornerstone quite often because they would know what that meant. A capstone would be where, um, where it's completely... It's being built up and it's and it's being finished and and they would put a cap on um, like an arch. yes yes exactly it's at the top of the arch which is then the capstone which which caps it off okay which finishes it okay which then when you think of it you've got the foundation that he's were built on as the chief cornerstone and then he finishes it as well he caps it off okay as we are the living stones that are being built up okay. I mean, how, how sweet is that? No wonder they use those, you know, intermixed together all the time, all right? So I want you to look at um, how Jesus applied this very verse to himself, okay? So uh, let's have some people look these verses up so we can just walk through this. Um, Matthew 21, 42. Linda, would you do that, hon? Mm -hmm. 21, 42. Um, Mark 12, 10 and 11. Sarah? Luke 20, 17. Ellen? Acts 4.11, Barbara, Ephesians 2.20, Janet, and then what we just read, but I want it read again, 1 Peter 2.7, uh, Sue. Okay, I want you to see how Jesus applied this very verse to himself. Scripture interprets scripture, guys, right? You know, well, how do you know he's chief cornerstone? Right? Oh, well, because Jesus says he is. How do you know he's that? Because Jesus says he is, okay? All right, uh, Linda? It was Matthew 21, 42. Yes. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone? The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Excellent. 
Excellent. Okay, next. Okay, excellent. Let's see how he's doing it now with Gospels. Uh, Luke. Luke 20, verse 17. <clears throat> Jesus looked directly at them and asked, Then what is the meaning of that which is written? The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. Excellent. Yeah. Next. Acts 4, verse 11. He is the stone you builders rejected, which has made the capstone, which has become the capstone. Good. Janet? Ephesians 2, 20. You too are built upon the foundation laid by the apostles and prophets, the cornerstone being Christ Jesus himself. There you go. Did you hear that? The cornerstone what? Being Christ Jesus himself. All the, all the disciples are walking, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, right? Then it goes to Acts, which is uh, Luke wrote. Okay, I mean, do you see how it, it continues to say it? Okay, and Ephesians, Paul, and then you have Peter. Go ahead. First Peter 2, uh, verse 7. Now to, to you who believe, this stone is precious. But to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. Exactly what we just read. Do you see how all those are intermingled? Do you see how he continued to go back to this scripture and say, look, okay, I'm the cornerstone. I'm it. I'm it. I, I'm the foundation. Yeah, the, the prophets took off on the foundation and the apostles finished it. And it's, But let me tell you something. I'm it. There is no other cornerstone. There is no other capstone but me. Jesus Christ, that God initiated. He's the one who initiated, okay? So he is the cornerstone, okay? And, and he says here, behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, okay? God's laying this, you know, in, uh, a chief cornerstone, meaning Jesus, all right? So now he's the chief cornerstone, but he can be a stumbling stone. Isaiah 8, 13, 14. All right. The Lord Almighty, Almighty is the one you are regard as holy. He is the one you are to fear. He is the one you are to dread. And he will be a sanctuary both for the house of Israel. He will be a stone that causes men to stumble and a rock to make them fall. And for the people of Jerusalem, he will be a trap and a snake. Who is he a stumbling stone to? People that... Remember how my mom always would say, I'm in this place because they're going to have to trip over me to get to damnation, right? Okay, that's a good thing. She was a stumbling stone. Okay, they're going to have to trip over me to get to damnation. Jesus is the stumbling stone. Okay, in other words, he's the chief cornerstone, but he's also a stumbling stone. So as you're walking along in your little pride-filled life and everything, you're, oh, what was that? Well, that was me talking. Right? It's me. I'm it. I'm the way, truth, life. It's me. Even back then. Right? He's always saying, I am the chief, uh, excuse me, I'm a stumbling stone. And that stumbling stone then causes you to either what? Accept or what? Or reject. Or reject. Okay? So he's a stumbling stone. Go to Romans 8.33. Romans 8.33. He who did not spare his own son, that's 32, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. In other words, he's it. He's the stumbling stone. Okay? That's it. He's the one who everything is in him for our salvation. And so if you 
think not that way, right? You're going to have to trip over him before you get to damnation. And praise God, right? Because he's everything. He's the way, the truth, and the life, okay? So if you read First Peter um, 2, 6 again, so if you are believing in him, right, then you are, you know, precious, you're walking that way, then he's your chief cornerstone. If you're not there yet, he's your what? Stumbling. He's your stumbling stone, all right? But you want that, right? In other words, he's always the one who initiates, right? We just talked about this, about Japan. He's always the one who's initiating you, going after you, because he loves you, because he died for you, because he loves the whole world, because he wants to have a love relationship with you, because he wants you to be an overcomer, because he's overcome the world, because he wants to prepare a place for you in heaven. He doesn't want your name to be blotted out in the Lamb's Book of Life. He wants you. He loves you. He desires you. Okay, so he will do anything to be a stumbling stone if he's not your chief cornerstone. Anything. Anything. That's why my mom prayed for me for years. Lord, don't give me peace. Until peace rests in Jesus Christ alone. So I stumbled over a lot. A lot. That's a good, good thing. That's how much he loves us. That's how much he loves us. He's the stumbling stone, okay? He is absolutely stumbling stone. Now look at the foundation stone, okay? Let's go back to Isaiah 28, okay? He's the chief cornerstone, stumbling stone, the foundation stone. Isaiah 28. Therefore thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am laying in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He who believes, trusts him, relies on and adheres to that stone, will not be ashamed or give way or hasten away in sudden panic. And read 17 too. I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plummet. And hail will sweep away the refuge of lies and waters will overwhelm the hiding place. Yeah, he can't hide from that, right? He, he is absolutely the foundation stone. Not only the you know, chief cornerstone, as you're thinking perhaps it could be corner or capstone, right? But he's the foundation, okay? He is, he, he's the latest stone in Zion, a tested stone, precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. You see, you use both of those there for a sure foundation, okay? If you don't have a cornerstone that's laid perfectly, you're not going to have a building of, you know, whether this it's a physical building or living stone building, that's going to be plumb lines. Are you following me? Okay, my husband loves plumb lines, okay? So it, when he says, I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plumb line, it's probably one of his favorite verses. And righteousness the plumb line. You know what that means? It means it's straight, it's true, it's everything. You ever use a plumb line? Use a plumb line and you go like this, and that little blue chalk goes, you know that that is absolutely perfectly straight, okay? That's the plumb line, okay? We are measured against that plumb line. We can't do anything to attain that plumb line, right? He says, he says, I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plumb line, okay? So we have to be right in Christ to be that plumb line. And the only way, we, you know, the only way we can come to God is to be right in Christ, is to be right with God in Christ. So he's the foundation, all right? He says, a, pre a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who trusts will never be dismayed. Who is that? It's us. The one who trusts will never be dismayed, okay? I will make justice the measuring line of righteousness the plumb line, okay? Because, because it can't be anything else but 
because the foundation would be cattywampus. What kind of a what kind of a home is that? What kind of a spiritual house is that? 